0: Hello and welcome to the Big Talk Small Vertical Podcast. This is Dallin and Bryce and we are here to bring you the before the trade deadline breakdown of the early trades of the trade deadline podcast.
1: I would have called it Trade Deadline Special Part 1, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if, if a Part 2 is justified I, next week. I just didn't
0: know what to call it because we didn't talk about that before. We did again. not talk
1: about it. But and it's
0: Tuesday. Um, but, yeah. So, we got our mock lottery and, of course, the podcast Pick'em. A lot of good stuff on the docket today. So, why don't we just get to it?
1: Let's begin the show by starting it newsroom newsroom so we're we're doing the newsroom a little different this week instead of doing the trades and the ad drops we're just going to do the ad drops because we've got so many trades we're going to be talking about a bunch of trades only because
0: we're not doing the trades right now
1: oh okay i can handle that um all right well let's let's get to the trades and we're, since it's on Tuesday, things are.
0: Or not the trades. No, yes,
1: the ad, yes, ad drop. Since it's Tuesday, it's going to be a little bit longer than usual. That's um, all right. And things will be there's always a little bit. overlap. Yes, there it is. Um, burp, 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 burp. The East Mace Trading Company dropped Eric Bledsoe and added Cole Anthony. Mm. Pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the Flock dropped Royce O'Neal to pull somebody off the IR. The Rainbow Riders dropped Dylan Brooks and added Kevin Love. This was part of him kind of throwing in the towel, so that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one, but, I mean... Why is that? I don't know. Dylan Brooks is playing well this year, but if he's throwing the talent on this year, I guess I'd rather have Love going into next year.
1: Yeah, I feel like Dylan Brooks is kind of a low-ceiling guy.
0: Yeah. He's 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 like the new Terrence Ross.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll use it. Ter- Terrence Ross is now good enough to just be on roster. <laughs> yeah, he's graduated from Terrence Ross to just pretty good player.
0: So now Dylan Brooks will be the new Terrence Ross.
1: Yes. Sounds good. Um, but no, Kevin Love. I don't know. I doubt Kevin Love's good next year, but he might be. And, and if he's not, then Bram can just drop him and pick him up for free. No big yeah, deal. No big deal. So high upside move, but it probably won't work out. But maybe it will. Um, the Flock dropped TJ McConnell and added Dwight Howard.
0: And I found that, and not to talk about every ad drop, but I found that yeah, actually a little interesting.
1: Uh, it was just a play for the stats that he needed. And TJ McConnell just kind of dropped off. He was running the second unit, and with Karis Levert coming back, mm. he no longer runs the second unit, and so he's just lost a lot of his value. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he just goes from being a legit good player to being a streamer. Um, but we'll we'll get back to him later because, you know, Training he he, he gets picked up again. Um, the Yami Dynasty dropped Furkan Korkmaz for Joe Ingles, who we will also be getting to later. Uh-huh. The Flock dropped Dwight Howard, added Royce O'Neal. Keyboard Cat dropped Hamadou Diallo and added Jordan Poole. Poole's been good.
0: Yeah, I was looking at him. It was a lot of threes and points and a lot of empty stats, though. Yeah, I don't
1: really trust Jordan Poole, but he's been playing well now, so... And, it, and we've talked about it before, but if you can get a starting point guard, then you've got a good player. Yeah. And Jordan Poole right now is a starting point guard. So, so there you go. yeah. Go for it. The Pride dropped Denny Avdia. How do
2: you go about pronouncing his name? Denny Avdia.
1: Avdia. di um, And added TJ McConnell, whose name is much easier to pronounce. <laughs> the Flying Hellfish dropped Teo Maladon and added Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's had a couple good games now. Yeah. The Super Zombies dropped Jay Sean Tate, added Danny Green. Jay
0: Sean Tate, Tatum?
1: Yes. And the Pride dropped Kelly Olenek and added Avika Zubach.
0: Okay. I was actually surprised Zubach was on the bench, I, I or waiver wire. He's been good this year. He,
1: yeah, he just doesn't get as many minutes as I feel like he should. It's back and forth. Yeah, like yeah, I think he should just be a roughly 30-minute-a-game guy. He's I He's prove he can do it. I th- yeah, I think he's pretty good.
0: Cool. Um, so that's it for ad drops?
1: That is it for ad drops. It wasn't very long. No, it was not.
0: Um, okay, well, then we can move into the weekly awards. First on the list is the MVP of the week. I'm number one.
2: You're number two.
1: The MVP of the week, and... This is this is just going back 7 days from today so it's not necessarily last week because this yeah. is much easier than figuring out. Um, it is the most shocking name in the history of the MVP a week of the week award. Um Who is it? it is believe it or not <laughs> Joe Ingles. Well, I mean, I only own, I only had him rostered for one game out of the week, but still it was a good game. But over the last seven days, he's played four games. A
0: foresight, though.
1: No, no, completely hindsight. <laughs> um, he was actually he was the 14th ranked player over the last seven, or over the previous week. I picked him up, and then he had a really good game yesterday, bumped him up to number one. But uh, 84 points, 22 rebounds, 11 assists. Um, none of that's really stand out. But six steals and 22 three-pointers on what I expect to be pretty sustainable, 70% shooting from the field. Okay. And eighty-six percent from the line.
0: Yeah, and only
1: one turnover. Yeah, because you know your, your your number one guy is usually going to be dragging you down in turnovers. But
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, Joe Ingles.
0: Well, good old Joe.
1: Let's 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 do it again this week, huh?
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that that will not sustain.
1: It Seems a little premature, but we'll find, <laughs> we'll find out on the next episode.
0: Joe Ingles uh, board bet is Joe Ingles a top ten player in the next seven days?
1: I am not going to take that.
0: <laughs> Come on!
1: I am not going top to. top twenty. Um, no. I'll take top fifty. Oh, that's pushing it. Um, plus, he's already got one good game in the bank because we'll do next Monday, and so that'll carry over a la- lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever.
1: He's playing well right now, good and I'm for, happy. Good for well. Bryce couldn't happen to a more deserving fellow that's for sure
0: (laughs) well that brings us to our next award which is the rookie of the week the season premiere of the
2: rookie sunday january 3rd on abc
1: um the rookie of the week was ranked number 40 of the highlanders sadiq bay there can be only one
2: coming the highlander
1: just stay out of my way or you'll pay listen to what i say how about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out
0: of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say?
1: Um, so I haven't we, heard Trevor sound drop in a few weeks. Yeah, he's not really worth talking about. I don't think. <laughs> just just but, sits
0: up there at the top on his throne.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, he, he played really well. Seventeen points, uh, surprisingly high. Seven rebounds, two assists, one point three steals, no blocks, but three threes per game. Oh, uh, that's average. That's average. I thought you were
0: saying yes. surprised no, the
1: high no, no, seven no. rebounds as a total. No, and I was no, like, no. Seven, seven per game. Um, the downside is he shot f- 39.5%, yeah. which is not ideal. 100% from the line, but, you know. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's a good week if you don't care about your field goal percentage. It's a great week.
0: There you go. Uh, who do we got for the shoulda? Woulda, coulda. Best on the waiver wire.
1: Uh, well, that's a little complicated because, like I said, it would have been Joe Ingles if we had done the show Sunday night or Monday. It would have been. Um, instead, it is a player who is rostered for a li- part of the week, Jayshawn Tate, who over the last seven days has been the 25th ranked player. He's put up 69 points, 29 rebounds, 16 assists, 10 steals. He's really high. It's really good. Um... Nine three pointers.
0: Is he rostered now?
1: He is not currently rostered. He's on waivers. He was dropped yesterday. Forty-nine oh. percent um, from the field, sixty-three, per, well, sixty-two and a half percent from the line. What
0: was his ranking again?
1: Uh, number twenty-five.
0: Okay. Well, there you have
1: it. There we have it.
0: Um, I guess next up on the uh, the docket here would be the mock lottery. All right, so we've got the coming in with the number 8th overall pick. Uh,
1: That goes to Winning Ain't Toto.
0: Oh, Winning Ain't Toto. Winning isn't everything.
1: All right. Uh, Number 7 belongs to the Yao Ming Dynasty from The Flock. Number six is the East Mesa Trading Company coming from the Pride. Number five, Boom (laughs) Shakalaka. Number four, the Flying Hellfish.
2: Fartness Squad in the Fartness Company in the 3rd Fartness Battalion in the Army.
1: Number three, the Yao Ming Dynasty by way of the East Mace Trading Company. <laughs> Number two, Avatar on Blu-ray. Finally, the Avatar 3D Limited Edition 3D Blu-ray. And the number one pick in the mock lottery for the day is Rainbow Riders.
2: A rainbow
0: forever that won't fade away. Frickin' Bram.
1: Wouldn't it drive you nuts to know if he got number one and you didn't have Tyler Hero to trade to him for it? <laughs> A little bit. Well, um, that's uh. Well, there we go. Right back. Uh, oh.
0: The... Unless it's not, unless it's gone forever. It's
1: gone forever. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. It's not. It was. It's gone forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. I. Uh, I think it was. Winnie you know, and Toto. Winnie Toto. Dynasty. Dynasty. East Mesa Trading Company. Yaming No. Boom Shaklaka. Yes. And then, not you. Nope. Avatar Blu-ray. Then Yaming Dynasty.
1: No. It was Yao Ming Dynasty 3, Avatar on Blu-ray 2, Rainbow Riders 1.
0: Alright, somebody else is in there. We'll listen to it back.
1: Number two, number four was Flying Hellfish.
0: Oh, that's right. Flying nice. Hellfish. That's right. I thought he was higher up. There you go. Um, and then, if we don't have anything else to add on that... Bryce, are you good?
1: I am good. Let's get to the Trade Deadline Special, Part 1.
0: Okay. Um, but first... <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's do that
2: first.
0: It's time for a podcast pick'em. All right, looking over the results of last week, uh, a little bit in my favor. Um, we'll go ahead and go through the, um, just the points real quick. I got a seven pointer last week and Bryce got four points. Um, although you correctly guessed more of the right matchups than I did. I just nailed a couple dead on. So then bees, the points, uh, on the season, I have 70, you have 77. So I'm creeping up a little bit, but you're still up on me. Um, This week, or looking back at last week's matchups, we have Yao Ming Dynasty versus Desert Storm. Yao Ming Dynasty won 7-2.
1: 7-2. With my towel firmly in my hand. Towel? Towel. No towel was thrown in Oh, from the Yao Ming Dynasty. Oh, that's right. Uh, Nope, 7-2. There was not a whole lot that was super close. Field goal percentage, I won comfortably. Free throw percentage, I won comfortably. Threes, he won comfortably. Um, I beat him by about 200 points. Beat him by about 30 rebounds. He won assists by about 40. Mm -hmm. I took steals, blocks, and turnovers all by pretty wide margins. I had a great week out of Tobias Harris. 98 points, 30 rebounds, 18 assists, 7 steals, and 8 threes. With uh, 3 blocks on 46% and 90% shooting. Ah. So, really good stuff from him. Um. One nice bit of news was Taylor Horton Tucker played really well last week He didn't get the defensive stats But 72 points, 23 rebounds, and 23 assists Um, From my project Yeah, he played well And I'm very happy for it
0: Um, Well, I may or may not have a little bit of insider information As I spent part of my weekend in Utah And mm-hmm. met up with Ben mm-hmm.
1: uh, and, and you guys talked about Taylor Horton Tucker the whole time?
0: Uh, I don't believe he came up okay. once, <laughs> but uh, he did mention that uh, he. I think he. I think you outplayed him five or six games, um, and that he is going to. You know, he's fine losing this one week, and he'll see you in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, he's made himself quite a bit better. How is this. What the hell
2: is that? These
0: are my awards, mother, my... from army. Yeah. Good seeing Ben. Um, how did his team hold up, though, in that in that loss?
1: Any, um, any Terry Rozier time? had a nice game. 75-17-15 with 11 three-pointers, 94% from the line. Um, That's a good week. That's yeah, it's pretty consistent. It's all week. Draymond Green was actually pretty darn good last yeah. week. Um, only 27 points because Draymond Green doesn't score, but 37 rebounds and 32 assists That's nice. with um, three steals five blocks is solid um, and he was 89 percent from the line only 43 percent from the field though and Kyle Lowry had 27 assists oh, yeah. so assist was what he won he got like oh and Gordon Hayward had 24 assists so big assist weeks Ricky Rubio 27 assists Paul George 19 so um, he had some solid games
0: Good good for him. Not good enough for him.
1: Not good enough. Yeah, he, uh, he texted me that he was trying to gear up for the playoffs. I asked him if he was trying to turn a 7-2 into a 4-5, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's a lot more dignity in that. Yeah. So, good luck to you, Ben.
0: Avatar on Blu-ray versus the Flying Hellfish. Um, the outcome was uh, Avatar on Blu-ray. right?
1: Avatar on Blu-ray, 5-4. Field goal percentage by 2.5 points. Free throw by a lot. Threes by a lot. Points by about 50 points. Mm -hmm. Um, Only three rebound difference. That one went to the flying Hellfish. So, So Avatar.
0: So, Kevin almost lost this 5-4?
1: No, 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 no. no. That would have swung it to 6-3.
0: Oh, okay. Other way around.
1: Correct. Um,
0: That's frustrating, then.
1: Hellfish also won steals by one steal. So they could have swung pretty easily. And then turnovers by two turnovers.
0: So he could have won this 8-1.
1: Yeah, it was pretty darn close to being That's an 8-1. That's really frustrating. Um, the Hellfish's only comfortable win was in blocks where it was 35-16. to 16.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. Um, Luca, big week, 142 points, 32 rebounds, 38 assists, and 6 steals, which is a nice number. 22 three-pointers on 55% and 70% from the line, which is solid. Um,
0: Still not as good as Joe Ingles, though.
1: No, not as good as Joe Ingles, but almost. Um, He did have 20 turnovers, which undoubtedly dragged him down on the overall rankings, but I think we would all happily stomach those 20 turnovers. Yeah, I think so. Um, And then Nikola Jokic, 75, 35, and 29 with five three-pointers on 78% from the field. Excuse me, 67%. And then um, 67% from the from the free throw line, and he did win both of those categories. So good stuff there. Um, over on the Hellfish, Brown had a really strong week 100, 109 points, 23 rebounds, 17 assists, eight threes, and 5 blocks, with 7 or excuse me, 8 steals, 5 blocks, and 17 threes. Only mm-hmm. 60% from the line, which is not good. I know he's not great from the line, but I, he's better than 60%. Yeah. Um, but that was that. Category wasn't particularly close anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: um, John Morant had 20 assists, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, struggled with the percentages, but you know, if I if I had John Morant, I'd be more focused on does he get the you know on some of the peripheral stuff because the scoring will come around. Um, and then he had a nice week out of Josh Richardson, who's been playing a little better. Kind of, we'll talk about that later since he yeah. got traded. But 45, 17, and nine, but uh, six steals, three blocks, four threes on 49 and 100% uh, and only 5 turnovers. So, didn't have the big counting stats, the big popcorn stats, but the other stuff was really nice, which is that, what he does best.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, next matchup, we have shakalaka versus the Goats, and the Goats
1: won 6-3? 5-4. 5-4. 5-4. There was some stuff that was fairly, uh, a little close. Boomshakalaka won by... points in field goal percentage, so that's fairly tight. Free throw percentage was pretty comfortable win for the Goats. Um, Three-pointers, Boomshakalaka won by eight, so not super close. Goats got points pretty comfortably, rebounds comfortably, assists comfortably, steals comfortably. Boomshakalaka won blocks by four, and turnovers by a lot. Okay. Um, so pretty close week But not a ton of drama there For For the winner Damian Lillard 136 points, 16 rebounds, 20 assists But only one steal And no blocks mm. So that's lacking 16 three-pointers though And really good percentages So still a very good week Yeah, solid But um, would it kill
0: you to get a couple steals maybe a block? It would be
1: nice if you could get a couple steals <laughs> Or maybe a block Yeah <laughs> One guy that we uh, kind of meant to talk about him when we were talking about the rookies, but Anthony Edwards was, oh. I believe, what do we say? He was like 140 something over the last seven days, even though he was scoring 24 points Which a game. Which is
0: a climb from the 200s where yeah.
1: he started the season. He, last week in their matchup, 82 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 three-pointers, four steals, and a block. But he was only shooting forty-two percent and sixty-three percent, and so being bad at both percentages is kind of tough. I know that Westbrook drags those down, so maybe he just doesn't win those that often. But it uh, there's some there's a lot of reasons to hope with Anthony Edwards, but also some reasons to be worried. Yeah, and. Um, since I mentioned Westbrook. He did shoot 76% from the line, which is a pretty solid number for him. And that's a category that the Goats won by a somewhat narrow margin. So Westbrook could have thrown that for Boom shaka but instead kept it for the Goats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Westbrook's a kind of a... What's the word? Polarizing figure in the league?
1: He is a very extreme fantasy basketball player.
0: Yeah. Um, what about on Boom shaka Any Any... Performances of note.
1: Well, I always like to check Miles Turner's blocks. He had seventeen of them this week. Gosh. Uh, and the the block score was twenty nine twenty five in favor of Boom Shakalaka. So.
0: So he single handedly won that category. I, know, I mean, not
1: single handedly like he did last year, week where he literally outblocked a couple of that's, teams. That's that's true. But, but uh, I mean,
0: if he didn't have those seventeen, it wouldn't have been close.
1: No. the The next highest blocks was DeAndre Jordan with three.
0: Jeez.
1: So. Really carrying the weight there. He also had seven three-pointers, which is a strong number. Only 45 points, 24 rebounds. But 17... I was actually looking at it the other day, and the best stat... Like, like the best category, if you break it down, in, in fantasy basketball this year is Miles Turner's blocks by a comfortable margin. I don't know that anybody else has a category that is half as... Like one positive pl-
0: one player's positive impact on a game, yeah he,
1: he was like five and a half standard deviations. Jeez. Nobody's even close. So he's almost he's he's almost giving you wins all by himself, and that's a really valuable. Can you
0: imagine thing. a fantasy team with like him and Gobert.
1: Uh, I could imagine it, and it would be wonderful. That'd be pretty because cool. I like big man stats. Um, but going through things, Heald had twenty-one three-pointers which was another category that Boomshakalaka took. Um, Brogdon, 87-19 and 21 assists with 14 three-pointers is a nice week. 53% from the field.
0: So overall, some good performances. Yeah, he had
1: had some nice players. The problem is Aldridge is injured. Blake Griffin only played one game and had two points. DeAndre Hunter's injured, although it looks like he is back now. But, yeah, he played tonight last night
0: yeah he played he had a couple minutes
1: yeah he played 20 minutes yeah didn't really do anything though but that's fine he's playing himself back into shape he'll get there um, Lou Dort didn't really give him much of anything DeAndre Jordan didn't give him much of anything so there's I don't know yeah there's some work to be done
0: a little late in the season to try to to try to get out of that but um, yeah he kept it close 5-4 five, 5-4 four.
1: Five, four kept close and there was, it wasn't a blowout in the categories either so yeah
0: Well, let's see what happens with him this week against a very tough opponent.
1: Oh, very game. East Mace Trading Company.
0: Highlanders were super zombies. I believe it was the Highlanders that came out victorious.
1: Highlanders 7-2.
0: 7-2. 7-2?
1: 7-2 with no Joel Embiid, his best player, and LeBron James missed a game or two with an injury. Um, But zombies were missing... Some guys off of his roster. Jackson's, of course, injured for the season. Um, Tom Bryant's injured for the season. James Weissman only played one game. Anyway, um, Super Zombies won field goal percentage by about two points. Mm. It was fairly close. Yeah. Um, 51-49. to And so when it's that high, you can swing it pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it could have been an easy swing if Joel Embiid was playing.
1: Yeah. Um, Highlanders won free throw percentage by about five points, three-pointers by a lot, which is a category that Zombies are usually good at, but he lost it by 14. It was 70 to 56. Mm. Zombies won points pretty comfortably. Highlanders won rebounds by about 30, assists by about 70. Steals weren't even close, 50 to 36. Blocks weren't particularly close. In favor of... In favor of the Highlanders. Highlanders won blocks 30 to 23, and turnovers 85 to 92.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, maybe maybe Ben's just resting a few of those guys, getting ready for the playoffs.
1: Maybe yeah. he is. Um, LeBron James missed time, but he still had a really good week 94, 31, and 33 with uh, so 11 three pointers. It's
0: not like he didn't face LeBron. He faced no, LeBron. he
1: faced LeBron. But if LeBron had played one additional game, maybe that, you know, tilts the favor yeah. towards. And none of the none of Highlanders' wins were that close, so I don't know that. Anyway, still a really good week. Like I say, 11 three-pointers, 60% from the field and 85% from the line. Yeah. And since they're both free-throw punt teams, you know, getting those poor free-throw shooters like LeBron to make your free free throws can go a long ways. Um, Rudy Gobert with just eight blocks compared to Miles Turner's 17.
0: Still 25. He was actually
1: a little underwhelming, 41 and 41. It's nice rebound have got numbers, but only two assists, two steals, eight blocks. Nice 61% from the the field, but a little underwhelming for Gobert, who's a great player and yeah. having a good season. Christian Wood is back, but didn't do a lot. 66, 28, and 6. Had five blocks and three threes, though.
2: Okay, boys, now tonight, Mr. Woodchuck's going to help me tell you a story. Is
0: it about Fred? Could a Christian Wood finally making his appearance back into the... Uh...
1: Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, in time for the playoff run. Is he still in Houston? He is. <laughs> he is. He's
0: gone for so long, I forgot where he played.
1: Uh, nope, he's still in Houston. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's still playing his way back into shape after missing time with COVID. He only shot 31% from the field.
0: Okay, so he's lost a few guys, but he got a few guys back.
1: Yeah, so. he's... Right now, as it sits, he only has two injuries, but those two injuries are to LeBron James and Joel Embiid. So. <laughs> That's pretty significant. Pretty darn significant. I worry about that. High ankle sprain with LeBron.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, those are, those can be very significant, but we'll see. Uh, he also had Sadiq Bey, the best rookie of the week. On the other side of things, Super Zombies got a nice week from Montrezl Harrell, who's been playing well without LeBron. I know he had a solid game yesterday. 105 points, 41 rebounds, um, only 8 assists, but four threes, or 4 steals and 3 blocks is solid for the week. Yeah. 71% from the field and okay. only 61% from the line with, and just five turnovers. So really nice week from him.
0: Great player to have on a f- punt free throw team.
1: Yeah, he's he's I don't know. He's 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 it's a big week. Um, Norman Powell 78 points but only 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. But he had 14 threes. Okay. On good really good field goal percentage, 56%. So three categories where he's helping you quite a bit. The others not so much. Yeah. You know that's kind of what you get when you have a shooting guard.
0: Any he more he's, than doubled the amount of blocks that uh, Damian Lillard had, so
1: he sure did. Infinitely more blocks. <laughs> um, Zion eighty four twenty one and twelve, but three steals, three blocks. I know I, I like to keep an eye on his defensive stats to see how he's doing there. Three and threes pretty solid. I believe he played four games last week, so that's okay. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I need to have sixty two percent. Field goal shooting in one of his wins was field goal, so that was important to him.
0: Well, it sounds like it was a real barn burner, uh, whereas in Trevor went in and burned down Ben Lovett's barn. Yes. Um, But if you want to talk about a real barn burner, let's look at my matchup against Josh, where I believe we tied 4-4.
1: You tied 4-4 and impressively tied in blocks. Which is or points, right? Points is what I meant to say. Yes, yeah. points. Blocks would be far less impressive because it's such a lower number. Yeah. More likely to be even. But block or points how many points do we have? Fifty-three? <laughs> four hundred and nineteen. That's
0: actually pretty good.
1: Eh, it's not that good. Well, for me. Okay. <laughs> for um, me and Josh, four
0: hundred uh, and nineteen.
1: Winnie ain't Toto one. Field goal percentage by a lot, free throw percentage by a lot, three pointers by a lot. Like I said, you guys tied in points. You won rebounds by a lot, assists by a lot, steals by a lot, and blocks by a lot. He won turnovers. It was a little close, forty-eight to forty-three. Mm. So that was that, and the the points obviously were the only close categories. Um, we were talking off-air, so I, I don't sound like too much of a bully, but I don't think you had a single player on your roster last week who had a good week. No. Um, Halliburton was bad. He shot thirty-six percent. Ball was 69-15-15 with six steals and four threes before he got injured, but then he got injured and obviously didn't add to it. Um,
0: He could have helped me win points.
1: He probably would have helped you win points. It also would have helped you win points if Okongwu had a point. Instead, (laughs) he had a rebound and a block and no points. Um, Goga was 12 points and 11 rebounds, but he had seven blocks which is a lot of blocks. Yeah, so that's good. He usually
0: chips in in that category. Even um, if he gets a couple minutes, he goes in and block shots.
1: Not not bad to have a specialist, I suppose. Yeah. Um Winnie Nate Toto had some some players that did well, but a bunch of players that didn't do anything, Hayes and Reddish and Clay and RJ Hampton. But uh, Jamal Murray 92 13 and 25 with nine steals and 17 three-pointers. On 55 and 100% shooting, that's yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. He didn't have any blocks, which it would be nice if he could chip in one or two, but um, no, that's really nice, really good stuff. Andrew Wiggins, 92 points, 26 rebounds, 8 assists, 8 steals is a good number, 1 block, 14 threes is a nice number, um, 47.5% field goal, only 74% free throw. Mm. So kind of Andrew Wigginsy stuff, but good 3-pointers and good steals, which is... Not always super common from him.
0: No. Well, I mean, it was a 4-4, you know, tie with two of the three worst teams in the league. So, take what you can get.
1: Yeah. You know, it's,
0: it is what it is.
1: Um, are you guys... It's not really newsworthy. Are you guys? Now, you guys are sitting number 12 and number 13. Are you guys having, like, a heated rivalry for who gets the last spot in the playing tournament?
0: Uh, the playing tournament exclude...
1: I believe the playing Tournament excludes the bottom two teams, yes. Well, then... then No, it doesn't, does it? Because there's eight. I feel like it used to.
0: I don't know. Well, if there is an exclusion, I want out of the exclusion and into the inclusion. But I guess we'll find out.
1: I think it does exclude. And I think they do the same... Hold on, I'm checking it right now. The Consolation is broken out the same way, so there's only six teams. The top two get bye weeks So, yes, you guys are...
0: Fighting for my life. And that fighting
1: for the consolation bracket birth.
0: Well, four wins is going to help me stay right where I was ahead of him the week before. You do have
1: a two-and-a-half game lead in that fight, so yeah. that, that's good. I'll
0: take it. Uh, but on to more uh, noteworthy matchups. Keyboard Cat versus the Flock. And it was the Cat who came out on top at 5-4.
1: That is correct. Um, Keyboard Cat won field goal percentage by 1.2 points, fairly close. Neither one was particularly good, 48.2 versus 47%. And these are both decent field goal percentage. I mean, the Fox very good at field goal percentage, so that's a disappointing number. Uh, especially to lose it with only 47%. Keyboard Cat won free throw by a lot. Three-pointers by a healthy margin. Points by a lot. Um... The Flock took rebounds by a lot. Assists were fairly close, 143 to 155. I mean, that could have, but a fairly comfortable win for the Flock. Steals went to the Flock by a wide margin. Blocks were 32 to 37 in favor of the Flock. And Keyboard Cat won turnovers, 64 to 71.
0: Hmm. Some close ones.
1: Some close games. Carl Towns is starting to play his way back into shape. 94, 25, and 16. Two steals, three blocks, 10 three-pointers on 62 and 80% shooting.
0: There he is.
1: Yeah, that's, that's getting there. The, the rebounds are a little low, but but he's looking pretty darn good. Um, and it's, he's, had a, he's had a really bad year. So
0: Poor guy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I root for him, that's for sure. Um, Trey Young, disappointing. 50 points, 12 rebounds. 34 assists is a really strong number. But only two steals, no rebounds, only three three-pointers. That's weird. He shot 39% and 85%.
0: What is this, Summer League, his rookie year? What's going yeah, on it's, here?
1: uh He can do better than that. He, I'm sure he will. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine. But a disappointing week.
0: Yeah. Um, anybody of, of note on the flock? Yeah.
1: De'Aaron Fox has been playing really strong lately. 102 points, 11 rebounds is bad, but 26 assists is good. Seven steals is good. Um, the, the percentages are underwhelming, but that's that's all right. He's uh, he's been playing well lately. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: he's had a lot of guys out. No Drummond, no Beasley, of course. Uh, very little from Hassan Whiteside, but that's just what Hassan Whiteside is these days. Even with Bagley out, I thought he might get a, a bump. But he shot thirty-seven percent from the field. Hassan Whiteside did. And I don't know how that is because he's never more than four feet away from the basket.
0: Yeah, well, it was weird. I was actually looking at the uh, box score the other night, and I looked over at Hassan Whiteside's line, and it just literally said very little.
1: Very little. Yeah. Which is that must have been hometown scoring because that's generous.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. It's not that bad. No.
1: And then the he's ending of. That point yet. It is and has been Um, But it's just He struggled Uh, Matisse Theibel had 7 blocks Which is really nice Mm -hmm. And blocks were a fairly contested category 9 for Robert Williams Who's been playing well lately Um, Only 34 points but 38 rebounds is really good And then 2 steals and 9 blocks 75% from the field Um, Robert Williams Looks like he might turn into a player
0: well, it took him a little bit of time, but it did. He's he he's was always kind of raw.
1: Yes, um, I remember his rookie year. I, he and Mitchell Robinson came up at the same time, and I'm like, eh, the only difference between these two guys is that Mitchell Robinson is force-fed minutes, and Robert Williams doesn't get any minutes. But now that he's playing minutes, he's <laughs> he's performing quite well. The
0: only difference is Mitchell Robinson gets out of bed in the morning, but.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that that <laughs> Robert Williams has been late to anything in years. No, I'm just kidding. It's no, that is he's a, never going to. It is a that, meaningful though. thing. No, and nor should he. Yeah, it's a good nickname and a good story.
0: Well, there's nothing else to add on flock and cat. We can move on. Uh, we've got the last matchup of the week. Last week, Rainbow Riders versus the Pride. With the Pride coming out victorious, seven-two. Seven-two. Okay.
1: And a pretty comfortable 7-2 at that. Pride won field goal percentage by about four points. Rainbow Riders got free throw percentage by a lot. The Pride's weird because he's bad at free throws. He's not very good at free throws, and he's it's a very guard-heavy team. I don't understand it. I know Sabonis is bad, but that's what it is. Um, Pride wins rebounds by about 30 points by 100. Huh. Rebounds by 120. Assists by 30 Steals by twenty five or fifteen, and then blocks by eleven. Uh, Rainbow Riders did take turnovers, but even that—that that was the closest category with just three turnovers. So I don't know if the Pride could have wrung an extra win out of it by sitting guys on Saturday or something. But um, he had nice, nice weeks out of Colin Sexton: one hundred and fifteen points, sixteen rebounds, fifteen assists is a good number for Colin Sexton. He's always struggled with that, but. Also, 13 threes is a really high number of threes. Julius Randle, 94, 44, and 34 with nine steals and nine three-pointers. That's positive contributions in all of those stats. He was bad at the percentages at just 39 and 68%, and he did have 14 turnovers um, and no blocks. So really good in some categories and really bad in other categories. And Sabonis, 58 points is all, but 46 rebounds, 26 assists, 8 steals. So similar production to Julius Randle, uh, but better percentages, of course, 50% 50 and 69%.
0: Interesting. Um, Any other things of note for that matchup?
1: Nope. Big win for the Pride. Pride sitting in 7th. He's only half a game behind Keyboard Cat, so getting big wins is a big deal.
0: Well, um, hopefully uh, Rainbow Riders can figure it out um, one of these years. Wait, I, thought I, had, I thought he had it figured out this year. I had him marked up at like the number one or number two team this year.
1: Well, if he gets the number one pick in the draft, that'll help.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um, and we will mention him a few times in the trades coming up. We will. Okay, well, we can move on to the next part of the program, which is going through our picks for next week. I almost missed it. Yeah. The third time out of four weeks. Woof! Caught myself.
1: Close one.
0: I'll go through braces first. Uh, we've got Yumming Dynasty versus Super Zombies this week. Uh, Yumming Dynasty five four. Avatar on Blu-ray versus the goats. You've got the goats winning seven two. Boomshakalaka versus the East Mesa Trading Company. You have the East Mesa Trading Company losing 6-3. Highlanders versus Keyboard Cat. We've got Keyboard Cat winning 6-3. Flying Hellfish versus the Pride. You have the Pride winning 7-2. Rainbow Riders versus the Flock. We've got the Flock winning 5-4. Winning Ain't To Do or Toto. I I don't know if I'll ever get that right. Versus Desert Storm. We've got Desert Storm winning 7-2. Going over to my picks. Uh, Yaming Dynasty vs. Super Zombies. We've got the Super Zombies winning 5-4. That was a tough one. I just flipped a coin. Avatar Blu-ray vs. the Goats. Goats 6-3. Uh, Boom Shakalaka vs. East Mesa Trading Company. Boom Shakalaka 6-3. East Ma- uh, Sorry. Highlanders vs. Keyboard Cat. We've got Keyboard Cat winning 5-4. Flying Hellfish vs. the Pride. I've got the Pride winning 6-3. Rainbow Riders versus the Flock. I've got the Flock winning six three. Winning eight toto versus Desert Storm. I've got Desert Storm winning eight one. That's a oh, big s- win. Swinging for the fences on all right. Um, but yeah, so now we can move on to the next part of the program. It's time for Alex's Corner! There he is! (laughs) I wish that we could see through the podcast what I'm looking at right now on my screen.
2: A good looking fella is what you're looking at. (laughs)
0: That's right. Um. So, I sent you a picture mm-hmm. um, of some names, if you wouldn't yep. mind uh, going through those real quick. Okay, here we go.
2: Okay, we've got Smuka Lamanich, Sean Lehman, Luca Samantich, Salman Listra, Les Smelker, <laughs> Lukenthon Luke, Luke Saman, Saman. L.J. S- S- Sakakron, Lucas <laughs> Samonich, Nika Lumanich, Mr. Luke Smeltzer, <laughs> sounds like the best teacher at Ridgedale High, Lyle the Missile Samonich, I love Lyle for the first name, with a guy last name Samonich, Lani Sanaduji, that's good. That,
0: that was actually a, that was a spinoff of Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Luka Ostrowski, Leopold Studinski, and Lucha Stamanic. They have Oh a... boy, uh, I I don't know. My gut is telling me that if it's any one of these guys, it's Luka Stamanic. But I swear, I've never heard of any one of these guys. Well, let's. Uh, I think you are correct. I am gonna put a pause here and edit. Who he play for? The Spurs? Are he, uh, of
2: course he does. <laughs> Lonnie! Lonnie's on a doodge. <laughs> uh,
0: smelker. Uh, like, less smelker. The missile. Uh, Lyle! The missile.
2: Uh, Someone. Luka Ostronski good. Leopold Studinski. Dude, you come up with these? I did. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: So I got the pronunciation on Basketball Reference because there wasn't a YouTube clip for it. Um, but it, it is Luka, obviously, and then the last name, Shaw Monich. Like that. Oh, okay. It's got a little
1: how-do-you-do above the S. Yes yeah. it does.
0: Luka Never Khamonich. heard of that man. Does he play? Does he get minutes? Uh, no, not really. Not a lot. He was a he was a draft and stash last year, and I think he's on the team this year, but not getting a lot of minutes.
1: He played in the NBA a little bit last year.
0: <laughs> oh. Alright, I got some uh, pictures of some NBA players. Uh let's see here. Oh yeah. Nikola Vucevic baby. Alright, start off, try to start off a little easy. Uh
2: is he in the NBA right now?
0: Yeah, that's his college picture. I try to make it a little harder. Uh, I'll give boy. you the team. I'll give you the team if you want it. Uh sure. Raptors. Toronto. Is that OG? That is OG and a newbie.
2: That's
0: All the right. only way I would have got it. Alright, I'll give you the head coach and I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you Indiana Pacers. Uh I'm gonna steal Wild from you. <laughs>
2: And his middle name is Willifred, and his last name is Covington. Lyle Willifred Covington.
0: <laughs> so I think I'm going to go through and write down all of the names that you make up for these guys, and then at the end of the season I'm just going to read off. Uh, names. Uh, that is Nate Bjorken. Nate Yorkin? With a B. Bjorken. Oh, Bjorken. How long have you been there? Uh, like a year.
2: I don't know. Okay, that looks like Gerald Wallace, but I think I'm wrong.
0: You are. That is the Atlanta. Uh, oh, that is the Atlanta Hawks. But you name a team he's played for.
2: I I need to name a team he's played
0: for. No, no, just just who he is. Uh, oh. Initials S H. Oh.
2: oh, is that Solomon Hill?
0: That is Solomon Hill. Oh
2: man, only way I got that is because he went to U of A. Bit, I
0: think. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. He's he's been off and on, but like what I said, name an NBA team. He's on the team. Hawks. He's on the Hawks now. He
2: probably don't play much.
0: Uh, off and on. Off and on. Well, that's it. That's Alex's Corner. Any, yeah, anything, right. any, any last words?
2: Sorry, I couldn't be there. Didn't want to uh, walk in the middle, disrupt the flow, or get the dogs barking or anything, but I'm happy to be here anyway I can. All right. Love you, boys.
0: Rock love, it out. Love you. Bye. Later. All right. Um, and with that, we're going to do a, something a little. A little unorthodox. Bryce not that you're not expert analysis but I thought this week we could do something a little different and uh, bring in some real expert analysis uh, for our trade deadline special so I'm gonna go ahead and patch us through into ESPN.
2: Adrian Wardenowski joining us from home in Woj, we gotta talk about
0: the flock
2: because they're obviously having a ton of success um, but could they be active still before the trade deadline maybe tying up some loose ends on their
0: you know on second thoughts they just said that the flock were having a ton of success maybe we don't need their expert analysis and we'll just go back to whatever you have to
1: say it's pretty low level analysis if we're being honest (laughs) Uh, no we've got five trades to break down Cinco so Let's start break And, and still a couple days Until the trade deadline
0: This is a hot Hot season I'm really glad We
1: had a trade deadline Yeah It's been fun so far It has uh, But the first trade That we have To discuss uh, Is between The Flying Hellfish And the Goats The Flying Hellfish Sends Jason Richardson To the Goats For Darius Baisley Okay um, I'll, I'll start Oh, please do.
0: I uh, I like that for Jay. Darius Baisley's been pretty good off and on. Points and rebounds. I don't know about the points, actually, but he, he's he got some promise. Jason Richardson, he's hot and he's cold. And he's he's not he doesn't fit the timeline of the Hellfish. He, I think they'll get to move off of him. Baisley's better than a
1: lot of the waiver wire. Um, originally, I kind of looked at it as, like, if you told me that Taco Bell had a sale and tacos were $0.25, cents, mm-hmm. I'd say, wow, that's a really good deal. But I still don't want them because they're garbage to me. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel about Darius Baisley. He is the Taco Bell taco that I would have no interest in rostering. Yeah. And, and Josh Richardson was the quarter that, okay, it doesn't cost me a lot, but I don't get anything of any value. Um, the
0: younger guy with some upside, we'll see. But he's not good. I think you know what Josh Richardson is at this point.
1: Yes, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I think that's what I thought, but after looking into it, he's been okay. So he, last year he was bad, uh, ranked 145. It was just a bad fit in Philadelphia. But the year before that, 67. The year before that, 53. So far on the season, he's ranked number 106, and he's been coming on pretty good lately. Yeah. Like I'm willing to concede that he's not very good. Okay. Um, th- I just don't think that Darius is anything at all on the season. He he's being force-fed 31 minutes a game that he does not deserve. He's shooting 39% from the field, and he doesn't have a very friendly fantasy game. He's ranked number 231 in 31 minutes a game, mm. and and like like I said, he, he's being force-fed 31 minutes a game. Next season, they're going to bring in two or three rookies who are going to come in ahead of him.
0: It's not like he's really locked that spot down.
1: No, he, he's done nothing to justify the investment that they've made in him. I just, right. I just don't think he's good.
0: I wanted it to be good for Jay. Me too. But I, I don't know. I think we still see, have yet to see really what Darius Baisley will become. Maybe this is just it. It's
1: just, I don't know. And, and he's one of those guys where... I
0: really want to talk about now, though.
1: It just, it's worthless to me. When I used to go to baseball games, if the Diamondbacks scored like five runs or seven runs, they'd give you a free chalupa, a coupon.
0: Yeah. And
1: when you could get any chalupa, it was worth it. But after a couple seasons of that, you could only get the regular ground beef chalupa. And I'm like, oh, that's not worth going to Taco Bell for. I do not like the way they season their ground beef. Mm. It is worthless to me.
0: Well... Maybe there's a Taco Bell drop coming for. And there's,
1: they're just there. It's Arizona. There's so many Mexican food options, in every every price range, and and like like so many better options than Taco Bell. It's true. I cannot imagine any reason in which I, I would tacos eat a Taco waiting Bell. For
0: me on my counter, not from Taco Bell, so I'm very excited. And about I that. bet they're
1: much better than Taco they're Bell. They're good. I, it's just it's it's a restaurant that brings no real value to my. City.
0: But enough about Taco Bell. I can
1: I can go get like cheap 24-hour drive-through Mexican food that is way better. It's just that they don't have commercials, so. I, I don't, it,
0: but you can't go get the nicer Mexican food off the waiver wire, can you?
1: Are we are we getting back to this being metaphorically about Taco Bell or literally trying, I'm trying about to get Taco Bell? Back on the subject, back, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Darius basically is good at rebounding. That's it. He doesn't he's he's not positive in anything else. Basically neutral in blocks and turnovers, negative in everything else. Only 12 points a game in 31 minutes.
0: Could be worse, but it's not. And and but And the problem is like well, What kind of shooting? What's his percentage?
1: 39. Hmm. And 7 You think he is Pokachevsky? And 70% from the free throw line? Yeah, like, like if they bring in good players. Did they just
0: pass the ball to Pokachevsky and this guy and then
1: that's it. That's it. Those are those re- are their two options. Get offensive rebounds? No wonder Al Horford's <laughs> resting both ends of a back to back. Well,
0: that and he's getting older on a team that's not. He is.
1: Per- yes, yeah, so that's the problem. He's perfectly healthy. He just. Yeah. What? Um. But he's also one of those guys where there's. I just don't see any evidence that he's good. There was always the chance that he would become good because he had all those minutes in front of him. But now that the minutes are behind him and he hasn't done anything, I don't know. Whatever. It's it's not that big of a deal. Um, Josh Richardson he's been fine this season.
0: yeah let's talk about that. How, does um, that how does that impact the goats trying to solidify themselves a little bit in the playoffs or you know I think it ha- I think it
1: helps but I, I don't know that I I don't know that either of these players is better than a streaming spot.
0: Uh, well would you say he's ranked 106?
1: He's ranked 106 now
0: that's that's not a streaming spot that's, that's I, rosterable. Triple. I
1: think a streaming spot should be better than ranked 106. I mean, Joe Ingles was the number one player. Yes, that's
0: true. If you stream it consistently above 100.
1: but and, and your streaming spot's five games instead of three or four games. Yeah. But, I don't know. Jay... Taylor has other guys that he could stream. So, Jason Richardson could help. Um, it's.
0: Does he still get those defensive stats?
1: Not really on the season, but he has been lately. And that's why he's been trending upward. So, on the season, he's 1.0 steals and 0.4 blocks. Okay. But... Over the last two weeks, it's 1.3 steals and 0.9 blocks, and so yeah, that's why that's, that's why he's gone from you know outside the top hundred to last two weeks 43, um, last two months though 99. That's but what's trending upwards.
0: Perhaps the flying hellfish are hoping that they s- sold high and bought low.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I I'm sure that's the hope. Yeah. Um. But yeah. There's not a whole lot there for either one, but it's fun to have a trade.
0: Yeah. If only there was like a spicy three-way trade that could... (laughs) I
1: don't know if there's a spicy three-way trade, but we do next up have a three-way trade between the Yao Ming Dynasty, the Flock, and the Rainbow Riders. Um, The Yao Ming Dynasty sends out Marvin Bagley and receives Malik Beasley. The Flock sends out Malik Beasley, receives Keldon Johnson and the Rainbow Riders send out Keldon Johnson and receive Marvin Bagley.
0: All right, you're part of this trade. Tell me why you did
1: it. Well, the big reason that I... I've been saying um a lot.
0: I haven't noticed. I've um, noticed. It makes me
1: sound foolish. (laughs) Marvin Bagley's injured. He's been okay this season except for the free throw percentage, and I've just kind of been managing that by sitting him in weeks when free throw percentages mattered. Important. Yeah, wouldn't you yeah. rather
0: play somebody that didn't you didn't have to do that?
1: Yes, I would. And this is something you and I have talked about in the past. Is like there are guys who are worth hurting your free throw percentage, but if the worst player on your team is the one doing it, that's not really appropriate. Mm. And I still believe in Marvin Bagley. I just think that he has physical tools that very, very few NBA players can match. He he moves like a guard, even though he's six foot ten. And that means a lot to me. It just he's somebody that Kind of like with Robert Williams, where it took him a while to play up to his tools. I think Marvin Bagley can have that kind of impact. But, A, I'm making a push for the championship this year. And B, I've got three first-round picks in next season's draft. Two of them in the lottery. I'm going to have a roster crunch, and so I need to start moving players. And so moving a guy who's injured made sense to me. Um, That day... What was it, Monday? I think we made the trade. I spoke to Benson. I offered him Bagley for Beasley. He said no, and then he made it into a three-way trade.
0: And that's where he acquired Keldon Johnson. Yeah, so
1: he he brought in the Rainbow Riders. I think that was a mistake. To me, Malik Beasley is the most valuable piece in this trade, and Keldon Johnson is the least valuable piece in the trade. Right. On the season, just as it sits right now, Keldon Johnson is ranked number 133, and this is per game. Bagley 230, though that's largely because his free throw percentage is so damaging. Emily Beasley number 65. Yeah. So to me, you one know, of those like things him. is yeah, one of those things is not like the others. He's he's good. Um, I still like it for Bram though, because like I say, I still believe Marvin well, Bagley has a lot of upside.
0: He needs a center, and he picked up Kevin Love off waivers and got Marvin Bagley in a trade. And...
1: Yeah, the problem is I don't know that it really fits what Bram's doing. It kind of depends because Bram's a very guard-heavy team, and so a center who gets a lot of rebounds and doesn't really make his free throws. Now, I think his free throw shooting better is, will be better than it was this season since it was better the previous two seasons, but it's still not good.
0: It was only good last year. On a small sample size.
1: Yes, it was good last year, but the year before that it wasn't atrocious. It was 69%. That's manageable. Not that good. No, but if you're... That's, that's a stat that but a usually trends upwards. And so even if you figure his real free throw shooting is going to be like 75%, which I think is pretty reasonable. Um...
0: I guess if he's neutral in that category. If he can get it's, to neutral... And it's,
1: that's still probably a little bit negative. Yeah. It's it's going to be negative, but it's not it's not a one-man punt.
0: But that's not why you have Mario Bagley. If you can if you get Mario Bagley and he can get to neutral on free throw where he's not killing yet, mm-hmm. then it's he's great.
1: Yeah, I think so. He uh, should in everywhere else. Points and a lot of rebounds. He's an excellent assists, rebounder.
0: But, does he still? He doesn't steal the ball, does he?
1: Not a lot, but so he doesn't play a of lot of... And yeah.
0: free, free throws out, but he's also not... Like you said, he was the worst guy on your roster. Yeah. So he's helping you on field goal points, rebounds, blocks.
1: The the idea has always been do that he grows into a John Collins type player, mm-hmm. which is a lot of blocks and or excuse me, a lot of points, a lot of rebounds. Yeah, a few blocks because he's got the athleticism, and I think he can get there. I just it's it's kind of a weird fit for Bram. Yeah. But I do think he bought a lot of upside, and he traded Kelvin Johnson. I just don't think Kelvin Johnson's very good. I know we talked about him we have earlier off. in the season he's playing a lot of minutes 29 minutes that's actually been trending upwards which is, I don't know it's it's fairly crowded back there but they're giving him minutes the problem is he just doesn't do a whole lot um,
0: what he does what does he do well is this does this fit the flocks team build
1: he rebounds pretty well six and a half rebounds a game is a good number from a guard. Outside of that, there's nothing that he really does positively. The free field goal percentage is solid at 47.5%, but he's only scoring 14 points a game, so it doesn't really move the needle. He doesn't get steals. 0.6 per game on the season is not anything that you really care. That, that's a negative. He's hurting your team there, and that's an important category. Only 2.0 assists per game this season. That's a significant negative. The free throw percentage, 77%, whatever, The flock doesn't care about that, so I don't know. I don't really get it. I think I'm lower on Keldon Johnson than everybody else in the league.
0: I'm not, but I'm I'm very neutral on him. I don't know if I care one way or the other.
1: Um,
0: I do think that the best player in the deal was Malik Beasley. So you want? We talked a lot about Marvin Bagley, yeah. Keldon.
1: Um, Keldon. The only two categories where he positively affects the team are turnovers and rebounds. Uh, Malik Beasley, he's not a really deep contributor in terms of fantasy. He's He's got his thing that he does well, and that's threes. He's putting up three-and-a-half three-pointers per game. The points are good at 20-and-a-half. The free throw percentage is strong at 85%, but he doesn't get to the line a lot. He's more of just a but perimeter if you shooter. Badly for Beasley, your free throw
0: just got a lot better. The free, yeah,
1: the free throw gets a lot better. On
0: a high volume too, right?
1: Uh, not particularly. Hmm. He's... In terms of impact to your team, he's basically neutral. Hmm. He's basically neutral at free throws. He's basically neutral at turnovers. He's a little negative at rebounds and assists and steals. Uh, bad at blocks, but that's what you would expect from a guard. And the field goal percentage is bad, but it's not a disaster. The The two biggest categories are the points and the threes. And yeah, he's the in, in the context of this trade, the free throw percentage. But
0: what's his average for rebounds and assists? Two and a
1: half, uh, two and a half assists... Four point six rebounds.
0: So four point six is not terrible for a guard. No, nah,
1: it's it's fine. It's it's a negative impact on the team, but it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Oh, could be worse.
1: Yeah, that's probably the only category that I'm losing on in this trade, and yeah. gaining on others. Gaining a lot in threes and free throw percentage. So.
0: Well, You're probably lose it on field goal.
1: Yeah, that's true. Losing on field goal. And turnovers. He doesn't really turn the ball over, uh, 1.6 per game. Plus yeah. Shots, yeah. And Bagley does because Bagley's kind of an offense. He's a guy that can do off, can offense his on his own, and, and so that, yeah, and that that's like the upside, what you're hoping Bagley to become. But it does result in some turnovers. Gotcha.
0: Well, um, I don't know if I have a clear winner on that. Um, oh, I did. I actually, I think it is. I think it's you.
1: Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously, I made the trade. I guess. But
0: it sounds like Kelvin Johnson fits with. The flock does, and he will make trades a lot of times where maybe he gives up on something that's maybe a little more valuable to find a better fit to help his team.
1: I think Bagley's a better fit, though. Probably. That's what I don't get about it. And know, and the thing is, I... I... know
0: that he's not, he's not very high on Bagley.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if you're not high on a guy... Then... Yeah, if you don't like him, you don't like him. And that's why, I, with all three of these guys, I can see somebody just saying, nah, I don't really like him. Even Lake Beasley, if you yeah. say, well, he's only doing this because D'Angelo Russell's out.
0: But... Now, as an owner of Malik Beasley, I'm sure you've looked. Since the minute he hit the ground in Minnesota, he has not been that bad.
1: That is true. The problem is the team has been bad, mm-hmm. and so the concern is: all right, if if you're want, if you don't, if you're indifferent towards your team being sucky, then go ahead and throw Malik Beasley out there, and he'll score 20 points a game. But what happens when his team says, "Hey, let's let's be good"? Do they still want to give Malik Beasley? A bunch of touches and thirty something minutes. Six
0: man at some point.
1: He could and honestly, he's he's played well, so maybe he is legitimately good. But it's a concern. Also, going back, I mean, I guess that's all. Even in Minnesota last year, he was ranked two hundred and twelve.
0: Well, that was on the season. He got traded. He only played fourteen games last year in Minnesota. And those fourteen games, if you look at just that sample size of the Minnesota, he was pretty good. Yeah.
1: But once again, bad team, no D'Angelo Russell It's true So, I think I won the trade for this season Pretty comfortably But going forward, it wouldn't shock me If Bagley becomes the more valuable asset
0: Well, time will tell
1: It will, and I look forward to it telling
0: We've got a couple other trades, though, to go through Numero Trace
1: out of Cinco Three in one day, that's exciting Really bumping Was up the, the average the third
0: of the first day Correct,
1: we had three yesterday and two today Oh my
0: goodness What do we got?
1: The Flock sends Pascal Siakam To the Rainbow Riders For No, not to the Rainbow Riders, Desert Storm Okay Oh, Save that one for the blooper reel uh, To Desert Storm for Desert Storm's 2023 first round pick East Mesa Trading Company's 2021 second round pick And Ricky Rubio um. Hey, come
0: there. Nice there. What's his name? Oh, well, this is little Jerry Seinfeld. Well, Listen, so I haven't played his drop in a while. He's had back-to-back trades. He gets the drop.
1: That's good for me. I like it a lot better for the other guy, though. I don't really like this trade for the flock.
0: He gets... To be fair, you disagree with a lot of what Benson does, though.
1: Yes, he and I see things very differently. It's probably why I have triple the championships. But... Uh, Siakam's really good. I don't think... I don't really like any of the stuff that the Flock got back. Rubio is good right now because he's starting, but he's kind of in that, like, 25 to 35 range. But Rubio
0: was on the Flock's roster, and he dropped him to the waiver wire.
1: Yes. Yeah. But but then D'Angelo Russell got hurt, and Ricky Rubio started playing all those minutes. But I don't know that Ricky Rubio is good enough to justify playing all those minutes all the time. That's why he was made a backup in Minnesota. What's going to happen this offseason? I don't know. I think he's in that 25 to 35 range for point guards where he might start, he might not. If he's starting, then he's good. If he's not starting, then he's not really worth rostering. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. The 2021 second, I don't know. That's pretty good.
0: It's my pick. It'll be like either pick 15, pick 16, or pick 17.
1: 17? Pick 17? I don't know. That's... That's not useless, but for the flock, like he doesn't really use the 10th pick in the draft. He's not going to use the 16th pick. That, that, that just Either he's going to trade it for something that's not that valuable because it's just a second-round pick, or he's going to pick a guy that he drops within the first month.
0: Or, or pick a guy and trade him for Luke Kennard. Yeah. And then drop Luke Kennard. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's probably what that turns into. And Ben Frederick's 2023 is... The thing that made me kind of... That's what I stuck on the most. Because honestly, he's been pretty... Desert Storm's been good. And we always kind of labeled him as like this really combustible team. Oh, he could be really good or he could be really bad. I don't know. Like, a lot of things have gone bad for him. And he's still a playoff team. He's got... Oh, is John Wall going to be healthy? Well, no. Is DeMarcus Cousins going to be healthy? No. Kevin Love? No. He's got base, essentially Kevin no value. Essentially, no value out of the uh, Love Wall cousins. Those guys have all. He would have been better dropping all of them for different players. And Kevin Durant on the season is ranked outside the top 100. So he's going to get better from dropping the other from getting rid of the other guys. I expect Durant to be better in the future because while he's struggling with injury and maybe he always does, he's still good enough. Mm-hmm. He's still really good, mm-hmm. and so I look at it and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is that really going to be a lottery pick? I think probably not. We'll find out. Because if he had all of those things go wrong this season, and he's still in the playoffs, why isn't he going to be in the playoffs next year and the year after that? He doesn't have a particularly old team outside of those guys. Yeah. Um, he. We'll talk about Bradley Beal later, but Bradley Beal's 27. So in two years, he's going to be 29, still in his prime. That's a superstar. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. He's still assuming he can stay healthy, which he has so far. I don't know. Like That was kind of a fluke injury.
0: He's showed pretty
1: well this year. Yeah, he's had a really nice season. Terry Rozier's been really good. He's not old. Um, Kyle Lowry will drop off in the next two years. Oh, I feel Draymond pretty come. Green. Draymond Green will drop off, but Draymond Green hasn't been particularly good this year. Um, I would expect Kevin Durant to be better. Paul George is still good, and he's got plenty of gas left in the tank. And well, now and you have know, Paul
0: George, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal on the same team.
1: And and we add to that Pascal Siakam?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: I mean, so we're talking not next season, but the season after that. I think
0: that's probably solid enough to keep you in.
1: I think he might be the fourth. If if I had to guess what the playoffs would be in those, in two seasons, I think I might have Desert Storm sit number four. And so maybe that's a lottery pick, but maybe it's not. Yeah. And I think there's a good chance that it's not. And so to give a Pascal Siakam for three assets that I just, I don't really value any of them. Yeah. I think that's a mistake.
0: Well, it was his mistake to make, I guess. Hopefully Rubio pans out for him.
1: I love Ricky Rubio. Maybe
0: maybe he gets something at the 17th pick that he trades for something better or just keeps it or who knows.
1: Yeah, it's I mean
0: and maybe just maybe in 2 years something happens where the 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 Desert Storm falls into the lottery but
1: And that that seems like the most likely. But who thing? Knows? That, that's I mean, the that, to me that's the most valuable piece that he got back and he certainly can you know anyone can miss the playoffs any given season.
0: Personally, I think Ben did really well.
1: Yeah, and like, like, but even if it is in the lottery, how how many seasons do we see three players end up better than Pascal Siakam from the draft? Even if you're in the lottery, you've got a good chance to walk away with something less than Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. So it just Desert Storm gets to, you know, avoid all that risk and just get a good player. And he and I were texting today, and he's like, oh. You know, what do you think? Of my trades? Well, and he he seemed to be kind of framing it as, I want to win this season. I want to I want to pour everything into this season. But I don't think it is just a this season thing. I think it makes him better. The trades that he made, I think, makes him better this season, and makes him better next season, and makes him better the season after that. Yeah. And if you can do all of that, it cost him a draft pick, it cost him some stuff. But usually when
0: you become a good team like that, it costs you your draft picks.
1: Yeah, like this is is what it takes to win. He's doing what it takes to win. There's certainly no guarantee that it's going to happen. I did tell him, I said, well, I think it makes you better this year, but I don't know that it helps you as much as getting a bye week, which he would have had a good chance of doing if he had been a little quicker on the trigger with Cousins, who he still has rostered but shouldn't, and Love and Wall and some of those other guys, but... Yeah. I am surprised he, 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 did he dropped
0: get... love before he dropped cousins.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't. Know. I don't think it makes a difference. I I, I no. value them equally. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think Desert Storm did well, and we'll go into the next trade. I, I think he did well with the next trade as well.
0: Wait, there's back-to-back trades for the for the flock, and then back-to-back trades for Desert Storm.
1: That is correct.
0: What a trade deadline podcast this is.
1: Well, whichever commissioner set this trade deadline did a fantastic job. Okay. It's uh, it's really been, all right. A crowd pleaser. So what
0: happened next for Desert Storm?
1: Up next, um, Rainbow Riders send Brad Beale, Karis Levert to the Desert Storm for Brandon Ingram and John Wall.
2: <laughs>
1: this one, this has like the biggest names in it, but my my, when I saw it, I said, eh. Okay. That seems seems fair.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's like kinda Bradley, my take. I, I think I like it's I Bradley pretty Bill fair.
0: better than Ingram, but for a dynasty league, I'd rather have Ingram. Uh but Beale's really, really good, so I I don't carry the way flip a coin, you know.
1: Yeah. I think especially if if you figure the windows the next three seasons, I think it's a very good that's a trade for Desert Point. Storm because I think Brad Beal's better for the next three seasons. He's twenty seven right now. So he's still got c he'll turn, I think, twenty eight in June.
0: And who do you like better out of Karis Levert, John Wall? My
1: thoughts on Karis Levert are pretty well known on this podcast. But I'll tell you I've been better
0: this year than you would have thought though. When he's played.
1: When he's played, he's been solid. Um, I read something today where they were saying that Indiana was shopping. Progden with the intention of making Karis LeVert their point guard. And if he's oh. their full-time point guard, then he will be good in the minutes that he plays. Jeez. I still think that he'll miss time. I mean, not with cancer, I hope, but he's he gets injured all the time. That's what he does. Right. Um, but no, I, I think that from Desert Storm's standpoint, he gets a superior player for the next three seasons. And he does buy a fair amount of upside in Karis LeVert. Yeah. Um. Now, that's not to say that's bad for the Rainbow Riders, because Brandon Ingram's excellent. He's, I believe, three years younger mm-hmm. than Beal. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking earlier. He gets I, better every year. Well, not this year. He's better last year than this year. Every but Every year think,
0: he improves just a little.
1: I just think that it's uh, that's a Zion thing. Last year he didn't have to play with Zion. This year he does have to play with Zion. Yeah. I would expect that at some point in the next couple of years he'll have a season without Zion and become a top 20 player instead of a top 40 player. But
0: just needs to put a little more muscle mass on. Yeah.
1: He's, he's wonderful, though. I, I expect that Desert Storm will look like the winner for the first three seasons, and then after that, Rainbow Riders will look like a winner. Assu- and that's, <laughs> that's good.
0: Assuming that John Wall and uh, Brandon Ingram are still rostered by the Rainbow Riders in three years.
1: <laughs> Seems unlikely. John Wall, I don't get John Wall. I guess it's kind of like the Kevin Love thing where maybe he's good next year, and if not, then... Rainbow Riders can just dump him. Who cares?
0: I don't know if you have John Wall's stats pulled up at all, um, but I am curious how many games he has played this year and what his stats are, what his numbers look like. Because um, I think when he has played, he's he's been okay. But I don't know how often he's played, and if, if I'm even right in saying that.
1: John Wall on the season, he's played 28 games and is playing 32 minutes a game. On Basketball Monster, they have him ranked 161 on the season. Okay. But it's kind of a manageable one sixty one. He's scoring twenty one point one points a game, two threes. Those are both strong numbers. Three and a half rebounds is it's fine from a point guard. It's low, but it's fine. Six point three assists is nice. Zero point nine steals is whatever. Zero point seven blocks. He's the nice. best shot blocking point guard ever. Yeah, he's nice. I don't know why, but that's his thing. Yeah. Um, 41% field goal is where he loses a lot of his value. 74% free throw, losing more value. And then a bunch of turnovers, 3.4. He's always been bad. At but Rainbow Riders, I don't know what he envisions his team looking like when it finally takes shape, but I'm guessing that it's bad, free th- or bad field goal, bad turnovers. So John Wall might actually be a really nice fit, I don't know that I trust him to be dependable, but if that's the tenth man on his roster and he and he plays two thirds of the games, that's fine.
0: But going forward, I mean, does he miss the same amount of games or play more games than Karis Levert?
1: I have no clue.
0: I mean, who yeah, who knows? That's what I'm saying. It's
1: not. Yeah, neither neither player is really dependable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet
0: on either of their futures as far as games played. Yeah,
1: and one nice thing with John Wall is if John Wall. Puts up decent value for Rainbow Riders next season, and then come playoff time, if Rainbow Riders is in and John Wall's hurt, you just cut him loose. It's fine.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So I think both teams did well. I I, th- I don't know, maybe a little more praise to Desert Storm because Desert Storm instead sure of build, instead instead it. of building an interesting team for next year, Desert Storm's made himself into a contender this year. Mm-hmm. Um, So really good stuff. The other thing with Desert Storm is, like I said, he, as we've talked about in the past, the easiest way to improve a team is to take the junk that's at the bottom of the roster and replace it with, you know, mediocre guys instead of garbage. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of opportunity to do that because he's had love and cousins and just blah, replace those guys with like Royce O'Neal and he becomes a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we've talked about this... Dylan Brooks. Or Dylan Brooks or Joe Ingles if he's lucky. Yeah. But, like, I think a lot of people labeled Ben a bad manager that first season because he he traded off Alex's stuff for spare parts.
0: He just had some really bad but, luck with Jabari Parker,
1: though. Yeah. But the thing is, like, over the last couple seasons, I think he's been Pretty solid, yeah.
0: He's and so,
1: so if anyone's thinking, "Well, he'll drop out of the playoffs because he's bad and he sucks," I don't think there's really any evidence to support that case. I yeah. think he's, you know, he he's managed his team different than anybody else in the league, and he's seeing results. So I don't know if he wins a title this year, or next, or the year after that. Hopefully, they all go to the Yao Ming dynasty. But it wouldn't shock me if he did, and that's I think he's I think in a good regardless spot. Regardless of
0: the trophies, I think there is a thirty for thirty film. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. its He's a renegade. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, I like it. So, really, with that one, I get it for both teams. Well played.
0: All right. Well, that would lead us into Quattro. Quattro trade.
1: I think that was number four.
0: That would lead us into Cinco. Cinco C. trade.
1: The Flock trades Mason Plumley. To the Super Zombies for Thomas Bryant.
0: Doo, 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 doo.
1: What's that sound drop?
0: That's from uh, Josh Lloyd.
1: Oh. It's, it's from Th- Thomas okay. the Tank. Thomas Train. the Tank, yes. Thomas Bryant is another guy that I just don't like. Everybody likes him more than me. I don't like Thomas Bryant. I just think he's not very good.
0: Yeah. Well, there's... Think, I think there's a decent chance that he spends more time at his part time job at the 7 Eleven than actually playing for the Flock next oh, season. that's
1: harsh. It, uh, he's one of those guys that We, we were talking <laughs> off air He's one of those guys that would be good at basketball If basketball were played on paper Because you look at the box score and you say oh look at this guy But if you watch him play He can't move well enough to defend anybody And so Yeah he played a lot of minutes last year And a fair amount this year before he got injured For the Wizards mm-hmm. And they, as long as he was on the court They just had an atrocious defense
0: What did he give up for Thomas Bright again?
1: Mason Plumlee and Mason, Plum, Mason Plumlee has been pretty good this year,
0: like across the board.
1: Yeah, and if you told me Mason Plumlee's is not going to be good next year, I like, believe like, it. Like a time traveler time. walks in the room in like a, a silver jumpsuit and said I've come from the future to tell you Mason Plumley sucks next year. I'll say, Yeah, okay, silver, I I a, believe
0: that. A silver jumpsuit from twenty twenty two.
1: Yes. He <laughs> could have come from like what <laughs> oh, happens
0: in the next twelve months.
1: Thirty twenty two and he's like, listen, here's the thing you need to know about the next hundred years. Yeah. Mason Plumley, not great.
0: But he goes, but Hassan Whiteside bounces back in a big I'd hurry. call
1: I'd call him a liar. Yeah. Um no Plumley he might not be good next year. Which is what I would say about Thomas Bryant. So I don't really get why you would do this. Is
0: it flip a coin situation, but then you give up a pick, right?
1: Uh, I don't think there was a pick. It was just straight up uh, trade. Oh, and the 2021 second round pick from the East Mesa Trading Company.
0: Oh, so he doesn't have that anymore.
1: So yeah.
0: that 17th overall pick goes to Ben. Love it.
1: Correct. So Ben has that.
0: And Ben might do something with that. He likes drafting.
1: Ben does like drafting. I th-
0: that's better than any pick he's got now.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, I don't know. It's a good, it's a very good trade for the Super Zombies because he gets better. He's got, uh, who's the other player? that's in? Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who at this point might just not play this year. Whatever. So he turns a literal zero on his team into Mason Plumley, who's a very good fit and solid production.
0: Yeah.
1: Get to get to turn a zero into that, that's a huge win.
0: And you're getting some assists from the out of out of, out of position.
1: Yeah, and and I don't think it hurts him long term because I just don't believe in Thomas Bryant.
0: Right, doesn't hurt you long term, helps you short term. I got I, a second round pick out of it. Good, a good second round pick. Yeah,
1: and for the flock, I don't know. Like I say, I don't like it, but it's not the end of the world because Goodness. Mason Plumley might be a Taco Bell taco. Who cares? You know, you don't need to buy that.
0: And that second round pick could be another.
1: Yes, both of them could be Taco Bell tacos. Completely worth it. Well, that, that second round time. pick
0: is probably more like the Cinetoids. Oh.
1: Yeah. No, this, maybe the second round pick is the Quarter. Like, I, I don't know. I'm done with this metaphor. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh,
0: it, it only works oh, for Aries, basically.
1: Good trade for Super Zombies, whatever trade for the flock.
0: Well, that's it for the actual trades. Um, but what do you think as far as the teams? I mean, like, we've got a couple days left in the trade deadline. Um, any buyers or sellers out there that you that you're looking at?
1: Things are packed pretty tight. I know. When I talked to Benson Monday morning, I asked him, "Buy or seller or hold?" and he said, oh, "I'm going to hold." And He's then, made two deals since then. And then, well, then we talked for like 45 minutes, and by the end of it, he was a seller who realized that he'd just run out of time. Mm. Um, but the flocks, obviously, a seller. Rainbow Riders are seller or buyers and sellers he's selling for this year but both those teams plan on contending next year so it's kind of a weird place to be you can't where you've got like farm yeah it's like
0: do you, it's kind of the same with what boom shakalaka and avatar and Blu- blu-ray too they're wanting to compete next year too i would think
1: certainly and the pride who's on the outside like everybody so nobody can really sell too high too much i wouldn't think so east Mace trading company winning night toto flying hellfish
0: so is, does Josh maybe start looking to shop Jamal Murray for some stuff?
1: Honestly, I thought we were going to see a Jamal Murray when Ben was asking about how many how he could trade his picks. I thought that was what was going on was that he was um, putting together packs. Maybe he was trying to buy something from you, but
0: no, I, I didn't hear anything. Okay,
1: maybe he was just trying to figure out the He's rules. He's trying
0: to figure out what what, he, what his options may be going. Maybe
1: to trade. No. It was, Jamal Murray. But Jamal Murray's young enough that if he just wants to sit on Jamal Murray and have a good player, that's fine. I would shop Andrew Wiggins. I think this might be the high point of Andrew Wiggins' value.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point.
1: Um, I don't know if...
0: He probably won't, but I bet you he'd listen if there were some buyers. Who should be buying Andrew Wiggins?
1: I think a lot of teams could use him. He's worth carrying. Kind of... I wouldn't say no, but I don't know that I'd give up very much. What would you give him? You know how I am. Oh, I don't think... Trevor's pick? No, because Benson actually offered me Mason Plumley before that trade, asking what I would give, and I'm like, I wouldn't really be interested. I think, yeah, no, he offered me four Trevor's pick. And I said, I can't do that because that cost me my streaming spot. And so I'd rather have my streaming spot, I think. Mm. Uh, the Goats could use him. That's somebody that fits his build a little bit, and he's got...
0: Bad, free th- bad field goal.
1: Yeah, he could he could cut loose Kyle Kuzma, I think and it wouldn't matter. Um, KJ Martin Jr.
0: K Kevin Jr. Martin Jr.
1: Uh, Kenyon.
0: Kevin Kenyon, sorry. Uh, yeah, when I was listening. It's eleven o'clock at night, so I apologize.
1: Yeah, I think that's somewhere where he might find a fit because he does score a lot of points, and points are fairly contested at the top of the at the top of the standings. Super Zombies has some guys he could drop. Danny Green is not really important to the team. Um, I don't know that Jordan Clarkson or Duncan Robinson are really moving the needle that much. I know he, he values his three-pointers, and so Duncan Robinson value is, has use...
0: I I mean, wouldn't he fit nice on Kevin's team next to, like, a Harrison Barnes? They're similar players.
1: Yeah, and Kevin's team, per usual, has some junk at the bottom. Patrick Beverly doesn't need to be there. Paul Millsap doesn't need to be there. So I think that would be a pretty significant upgrade. I'd love to see
0: an Avatar on Blu-ray winning Ain't Toto trade.
1: That would be Has that ever happened? I don't have any way of searching those records. Trevor. But I would... Trevor. Trevor.
0: Go through the archives and let us know if there's ever been a Kevin Josh trade.
1: It's not even ten years worth of archives. <laughs> no, the archives don't go back as long as the season. Um, I don't know. It, like I say, it's weird because most of the league, even if they're out of the playoffs this season, are in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt next season. Mm-hmm. So even with this late deadline, there's a lot of who knows.
0: You gotta be planning for this year and next. Yeah, because even though Bram is kind of out of it this year, I mean he's like you said, he's looking for next year.
1: Yeah, and and rightly so, I think he if, could
0: be looking for a Wiggins, maybe.
1: I don't know that that's what he needs. I don't. I don't know what. I'm saying. I don't know what. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know what people are looking for.
1: Um, I they,
0: think I would be a seller, but I don't know if what I have to sell. anybody wants to buy? Or does either. anyone
1: want Otto Porter Jr.? Uh,
0: he's actually just kind of coming into his own. Um,
1: uh, Dante he, DiVincenzo is interesting yeah I'm, you know I'm not a big Dante DiVincenzo fan but other people are he's and, and the thing is he's, he's
0: solid and consistent and Kevin Herter and he's young
1: so if you're a team that's saying hey I want to compete this year and for the next five years if you like Dante DiVincenzo now then you like him in five years mm-hmm. so that's a name that kind of jumps out maybe Emmanuel quickly when he comes back if you think he's going to get the minutes but I don't know if Derrick Rose is kind of putting into that
0: yeah I don't know well, I'm, lo- I'm open to offers.
1: Kevin Herder, kind of the same story, uh, top 100 player who's still very young. I don't know what you'd be wanting.
0: That's the uh, problem is he, he
1: he would I think he would fit what pretty much every team in the league wants, mm-hmm. but that he also fits what you want. So I don't know. Would you take Would you take a 2022 draft pick for him?
0: Yeah, probably. Well, there we go. You don't have one to give though, do
1: you? I've got a couple, but oh, I'm giving yeah, up. Yeah, I haven't yeah, heard we're, we're
0: not getting, Yeah, you wouldn't well, give up
1: those. No, they're both lottery picks. <laughs> we'll see. We will see.
0: Um. All right. Any other buyers or sellers?
1: I think that's pretty much everybody. I mean, it. What about you? Well, let's.
0: You made the three-way deal. Are you done? I You're think I'm hold? probably
1: done. I think I'm going to hold. I like everybody on my roster. I need. You want
0: to try to sell Kyrie? Get out of that frustration of
1: all the... I need Kyrie for the playoffs. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Yeah. He's got family business this week. He'll get that taken care of, whatever that means. Yeah. And then just start stomping everybody out.
0: Would you trade Kyrie for, like, Jamal Murray and Josh's 22 first?
1: I mean, no. Definitely not right now. I, I, I was talking about a uh, Victor Oladipo trade with somebody, and, oh, yeah. and it was... Here's a trade that I would consider doing in the offseason. Not very.
0: I asked how old he was. Yeah. I don't know if anybody heard that.
1: Victor Oladipo is 28. But uh, anyway, we were talking about trades and moving him for future assets, and I'm, I'm often willing to move current assets for future assets, but I can't do it right now. So I would. it was a trade that I might make in the offseason, but one that I wouldn't even consider now because I need him for my playoff push.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Oladipo has still got something in the tank, but I don't know. If, do you think he'll ever get back to...
1: Well, he had that one season where he's like a top 20 player, and I don't think he'll get to that again. But I think he'll be...
0: Is that Orlando? Uh,
1: No, it was like the first season in Indiana. Okay. But I think he's better than the... He's... He was much better in Indiana than he was in Houston, and I don't think that's a mistake. I think... He didn't really want to be in Houston. Houston was a horrible team, and he was being asked to do more than he reasonably should be asked to do. And so I'm really hoping he gets traded in the next couple days, and I expect he will because he'll go to a team that can use him and yeah. will make him better. So. He would have thought he got, a,
0: he would have got all the running he could handle in Houston.
1: Well, it's not about, like, usage. Like, Yeah, he got plenty of that. But sometimes a system helps a player. Like, yeah. that, that's how, how, like, coaching and game planning is supposed to do. be, is, like, the player becomes better than what he is on his own. Yeah. And that's not really what he's gotten there.
0: Okay. One team I want to touch on before we end this segment is the Pride. Right on the outside of the playoffs looking in, uh, which you would think may be good enough to be in the playoffs, but maybe not good enough to win the championship. So wh- what, what do you think he could do... To solidify a spot in the playoffs this year, and maybe actually fight for that
1: title. Well, a I think if you make the playoffs, you have a shot, especially yeah. this season. I j- I just kind of anytime two playoff teams are matched up, flip a coin, and in the playoffs everybody's a playoff team, so
0: yeah,
1: flip a coin. I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't shock it wouldn't shock me if he won as he's presently built. He just dropped Avdia, which I think is. It's it's trading somebody who wasn't helping his team for a player that's helping his team. So that alone makes him a better team.
2: How do you go about pronouncing his
1: name?
2: Denny of Dia.
1: Also, now that CJ McCollum is back, he can start getting production from him. Sure. He's been out for a very long time and with Russell out as well, that was that he couldn't even hide him on the IR, so it goes from a zero to a good player. Yeah. And so if Avdia goes from a zero to a mediocre player, and McCollum goes from a zero to a good player, he becomes significantly better.
0: Maybe he doesn't need to do anything.
1: I mean, he can certainly improve the team. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been worthless this season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, nine points a game on 39% shooting. .4 steals, 2.3... He's just not good at anything, mm-hmm. except making most of a free throw game. Yeah. He, he's not... So that's somewhere... If I were him and I was trying to get better, that's, that's the place that I would look. And maybe that means he can add a player through trade or just pick up a free agent or just use that as a streaming spot. I don't know. Um, there are ways that he could improve his team. It's kind of, though... The easiest way to improve your team is to drop DeMarcus Cousins and pick up somebody good. But when you have a fairly deep team like the Pride, it becomes more difficult to do that because that's already like his streaming spot is what should be Bogdanovich. And so there's just not as many guys that he can drop. But uh, no, Bogdanovich is the one. Avdia was the one that it should have been. Now it's Bogdanovich. There's ways to improve the team. I don't think he's going to make a major step forward the way Desert Storm did. But I kind of, at this point, expect him to make the playoffs, and if you're in, you got a shot.
0: Well, there you go, folks. That's this week's uh, episode. Um, Minus one little segment.
1: Oh, actually, we also have a a question. Uh, Oh, really? We do, we do. It comes to us from Desert Storm, who asked if the Yao Ming Dynasty was getting ready to throw in the towel. And given that I just beat down Desert Storm 7-2, I'm inclined to not throw in the towel.
0: And he says, and I quote, I will see you in the playoffs. Well, he better hope not. Um, so we have a shame, shame submission. Oh, a
1: special edition of shame, shame.
0: We do have a shame, shame submission. Let because me pull it up.
1: shame, shame is coming home. That's
0: right. Um, I, I told Bram that I wouldn't put it up, but... That was just because I was upset that he submitted it to Shane Shane. Um, we were talking uh, earlier today after he acquired Ingram, and I said, I would give him two first-rounders for Ingram, and he said, which firsts? And I thought about it, and I thought, well, if he's asking me to provide those firsts, I'm going to start at the bottom. So I offered him Ben Frederick's 2021 and Ben Levitt's 2023, and that's when I got the submission for Same Shame.
1: I think that's a very bad offer.
0: Yeah, whatever. If he's asking me to provide the picks, I'm not going to start at the top. So,
1: oh, but, but
0: he can counter. Okay. Um, but, needless to say, I mean, I don't think it was a great offer for him. That's why that's, I made it.
1: That he can counter is the justification that Taylor always uses when he sends horrible yeah. offers. Well, I'm just trying to start a conversation. You're not starting a conversation. I don't think this is
0: Taylor <laughs> territory, though. Uh, Two first-rounders.
1: Two late first-rounders, probably. Probably. For Brandon Ingram? Yeah. Who's super good and super young? Yeah. Good and young.
2: Shame, shame, you <laughs>
1: Anyways,
0: it's out there. So, uh, I don't have anything else to add.
1: Nope. I've added all I have.
2: Tyler, George Steinbrenner here. I want to talk about George Costanza. I understand he's been dividing his time between us and you. I cannot have that. Well, I don't know who he is, but if you want him that bad, I'm not giving him up that easy. Oh, that's so. Playing a little hardball, huh, Donnie boy? How about this? You give me Costanza. I convert your concessions to all chicken, no charge. Hmm. Instead of hot dogs, chicken dogs. Chicken. Instead of pretzels, chicken twists. <laughs> Instead of beer, alcoholic chicken. How do you make that alcoholic chicken? I think for a it's like anything else. That stuff sounds great. All right, I'll have Costanza on the next bus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Clarity of our voices have been brought to you by Desert Storm.